0: Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. How is everyone doing today? Welcome to Beyond Small Talk. Welcome, welcome. My name is Jackie Janik, and I am a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their perfect purpose excuse me and define their own path in the world and you are watching beyond small talk today there she is alexis daria i am so so super excited to have on a dear friend also published author with a new book coming out in august called you add me at ola what a wonderful title so let me tell you a little bit about alexis Alexis, and then we're gonna have her jump right on. Alexis Daria is a native New Yorker, an award-winning author writing stories about successful Latin characters and their occasional messy families. Her debut, Take the Lead, won the 2018 Reader Award for Best First Book, congratulations on that, and was one of the best romance novels of 2017 in the Washington Post and Entertainment Weekly. Her superpowers include spotting celebrities in New York City, how fun winning Broadway ticket lotteries we'll have to know more about that and live tweeting so we're so excited to have her on today let's get her on and we're going to talk about purpose passion and creating change in the world we're just waiting for her so excited oh thank you Allie it's been one of those days hi hi, Alexis (laughs) how are you good Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining. Um, Alexis and I go back way, way back. We were facilitators together for a empowerment organization, and I am forever grateful to you because of Beyond Small Talk. (laughs) (laughs) She came up with this. (laughs) You came up with the title. I did.
1: It was something we were going to do together, and then um, I guess that was when my... My focus was kind of shifting. Um, I'm not, I don't even remember (laughs) what was going on then. And you asked me, you were like, can I still call it that? And I was like, yeah, go ahead.
0: (laughs) I know. That's a lesson for everyone. Don't steal anyone's ideas. Ask permission. And I'm so happy that you were like, yeah, sure. Take it and run with it. And here we are now, years later.
1: Doing something with it. And, you know, I know that it's taken many forms over the years. So it's really cool to see it kind of uh,
0: come back around.
1: Yeah, we full are circle. Thank together. Right yeah. Now having,
0: yeah, having a conversation together. So thank you so much for joining. So excited about your your book coming up. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the book and how did you get here? How did? Let's start from the beginning. Let's go okay. back, okay? Like, <laughs> how did you? I know you loved writing, but how did you get to this point? Like, give well, us a little bit of your journey. So. Writing
1: was just something that I did. It wasn't like my my end goal. Um, you know, I, I actually started out as an artist. I went to school for fine arts and I studied computer arts and like all kinds of other things. Um, I did photography. I did your headshots once upon a time That's many right. years ago. Um, I still so, use it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> we had so much fun that day. Um, but writing was just like, a fun thing that I did on the side and you know I think when I was younger I would think you know eventually I would be a published author um, but I didn't really think about how I would get there or how that was going to happen. So it wasn't really until um, I was 30 and I kind of realized and this was around the time that you and I were um, we were in a group together at Mm -hmm. this point ten years ago. um, No, it was less than 10 years. It was seven years ago. Uh, We've known each other for 10 years, but this was a little bit later. And there were like some things changing in my life. And I was like, you know, I've set up my life at this point um, to be able to do creative projects. When I wasn't doing them. I was just filling up my time with kind of any jobs that came my way. I didn't want to get a full-time job because I wanted the time to be creative. But then I wasn't actually doing it. And I was, in fact, busier and more tired because I had so many other things going on. So I said, okay, I need to cut back on what I'm doing. I need to raise my rates on the Mm. things that I am going to keep so that I don't have to work so many hours. Um, And I think at the time I kept like two part-time jobs that I was making able to make more hourly with. Um, And then I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to finish it because by that point I had been writing a lot, but I had never actually finished a complete book. So I finally did that. I said, Come hell or high water, I am finishing a book this year. And I did. Uh, and it was a mess. <laughs> like it, it was like your shitty first draft. <laughs> yeah. And I tried revising it and it just wasn't working. So the next year I wrote another book and I think I wrote another half of a book. And then I had I said, Okay, great, now I've got two books. I have to, you know, get them ready. Um, so that I can send them to an agent or a publisher or something. You know, I didn't even know what the next steps were. I just knew that these books had to be better than they were, and I could not get them there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, there's something missing here, because other people manage to write books, and I am a reasonably intelligent person, and I should be able to figure <laughs> this out. So I really dedicated myself at that point to learning about story structure, about writing, so that I could have an easier time of it and write a stronger story. Um, so this was really at the, at the point where I was, like, taking this seriously and thinking, OK, I really do want to try being published. I want to try and get a book published. So that third book that I finished, um, I queried agents. I sent it to about 50 agents, and some of them told me that, you know, most of them didn't reply at all, <laughs> which is just <laughs> kind of how it goes. <laughs> Uh, and the ones who did were like, you know, I really like your writing, but this kind of book is going to be a hard sell. It's kind of weird. Um, it's like a genre hybrid. So I was like, okay, that was the test. Let me write another book that, um, you know, based on what I've learned from this experience and what the market is looking for. So that one had been a paranormal romance. Um, so I said, let me write a contemporary romance. Wait,
0: what is it called? What was the was, other one? It was right. a
1: paranormal romance. So it had um, like magic and stuff in it. And romance. Yes, and a romance. Like magical romance. Okay. Um, yeah, it had like Greek mythology and stuff like that. And like the guy was, owned a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was a lofty goal. <laughs> okay. So then I said, let me write a contemporary romance. And a contemporary romance is one that takes place in modern times and doesn't have any, you know, magic or, um, you know, there's the characters aren't like in too much danger. That would be a romantic suspense novel, like if they're like on the run from something. Um, so that book ended up being my first published book. And now this was already the fourth full novel that I had written. Wow. But mm-hmm. that was the one. That got me an agent and a book deal. Wow,
0: congratulations. Mm-hmm. And now we're going on your second. Where do you find this like your fourth cre- book? Oh, fourth book but published? Yeah, this is my fourth published oh my book.
1: Yeah, I have. Um, in that other series, I have two books and a novella. And now uh, we have You Had Me and Ola. I just got my finished copies in the oh, mail. So I just beautiful. opened the box today. Um, so this is, it's a big thing because my previous books, um, the first two were only available in ebook,
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: never had like an advanced reader copy. I never had a finished copy like this. It wasn't in, they weren't in bookstores. Um, and then uh, the third one I did, I self-published a novella in the same series. So I did have print copies, but like I designed them myself and had to like pay for them to be printed. And, <laughs> um, you know, they're in some indie bookstores where I've done events, but mm-hmm. it's just a different experience so. This has been cool. Oh,
0: number fourth, your fourth birth. Um, so <laughs> your fourth baby book birth. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank and you. can you tell us a bit about, like, your inspiration for this one? Like, where do you find your creative, like, how do you get that going?
1: Um, a lot of time it's it's TV, <laughs> Uh so this one um the heroine in this uh Jasmine is a soap opera actress and the hero Ashton is a telenovela actor. Mm-hmm. Um But I also um some of the inspiration for this came from the show Once Upon a Time. No, not Once Upon a Time. I always say that wrong. One Day at a Time. Not not the fairy tale one. <laughs> the one about a Cuban family that was on Netflix and now it's on Pop TV. Oh okay. Uh-huh. Uh with uh, Rita Moreno as the abuela. Um, you know, I was watching that and I was thinking about, um, this kind of family story. Um, and I wanted to write a book about a group of cousins who find love. And then this one, I don't, I don't know why, but it just made the most sense to me that she would just have to be an actress and that, that was like going to be part of her journey. I don't know. I Mm -hmm. am really fascinated by the behind the scenes kind of stuff. I think that's really fun to
0: write. And, and you just, like, it just comes to you. You're just like, and then you just put it down on paper. Like, especially during yeah. a pandemic and being quarantined, I don't know, like, how do you find your inspiration during a pandemic? I feel like that might be kind of hard. It has been.
1: Um, so this one I wrote last year, and I got the idea even the year before that. So it's been uh, in the works for a while. Um, the one that I'm writing now is the second book in this series, and it is about two people stuck in a house together. <laughs> Which was, at the time that I came up with it, I was like, this is going to be so sexy. They're like going to be like in each other's faces the whole time. And then the pandemic started, and I was like, there is nothing sexy about being stuck in a house together. <laughs> so now they're both just kind of like really frustrated with each other. I don't know. I'm still writing it, but it's... Um, it's one of the cousins from, from this book, uh, and will be her story. Um, but yeah, I kind of had to, I have to like trick myself into writing where like in this case, I was just really struggling to get started, you know, with the pandemic. Um, it just, you know, it was very stressful at the beginning, I think for everyone and focus was really difficult. I kind of was just like watching a lot of TV at the beginning and like, feeling stressed. Um, and then I just started doing puzzles and listening to audiobooks. and I was like, okay, I got this, I got this book to write though. So I tricked myself into it by letting myself write some fanfic first. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? No. <laughs> okay. It's like when you write stories about an existing thing. So it's not something that you're going to publish or anything. You're just like writing a story um, for fun, Pe- people do put them up online, um, and other people can like read and comment. So um, yeah, so I wrote some Star Wars fanfic first, um, and then that was just to like get myself into the vibe of writing. Um, mm. I also started our morning practice again. Mm. Um, I started reading and journaling every morning, so I've been reading books about writing, about creativity, um, and. You know writing a page in my journal every day uh julia cameron talks about the morning pages which is three pages my hands actually cannot do three pages anymore Mm -hmm. because my my right hand especially is always swollen uh so i do one page and it's just to keep myself in the habit of writing something and then it makes Mm -hmm. it easier when i sit down at my desk to the document and have to write a scene yeah
0: well, that makes sense. Like, you know, during this unusual time to find creativity or just to, like, put yourself in this higher vibe level is to follow your joy. Like, I see yeah. you online doing your massive amount of puzzles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's something like, you know, you're like, oh, I enjoy doing this. So there's no shame in, like, during a pandemic having joy and bringing joy into your life, which then down the road seems like it sparks the creativity. Yeah. Oh, someone's asking. I'm curious oh, about your Yachty? Star Wars stories. Yeah, she's curious about your Star Wars stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, can she find them somewhere, or no. you'll send it to her? Okay. <laughs> Those are just for her, Yadi. Those are her own Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's, but no, it makes uh, sense. It's a you're finding joy. <laughs> yeah, you're finding. And the yeah. morning practice, so for self-care, this sounds like a great. Um, A tool, and just for everyone who's listening, um, we talk about a morning practice is that when you get up, usually what was it, three, three, and three, meditating, movement, and journaling, or anyone could create something um, that works in their day, but being mindful around taking time for yourself. Um, I find meditation is one of my favorite, verse, always writing, but you know, and movement. You really got to move a little bit. I'm not.
1: That's been the the piece that I really want to get back into. Like, mm-hmm. behind the screen, I have my exercise bike, which I moved into this writing space at the beginning of the the pandemic, and I have not used it once. Mm. I even brought over the yoga yeah. mat, too, and it's just still sitting there <laughs> rolled up. I just – it's the thing that I just – I can't get to. It was like – it was hard enough getting to, like – you know, at first, it was like all I could do in a day to like make sure that we were feeding ourselves three meals a day mm-hmm. and like trying to get the grocery order and keeping the kitchen clean like that was like my whole that was like where all of my energy went in the day yeah. and then with writing, it just it took me so much to like get back into doing it and then to actually you know like I have a book due this month, um, and then my next book is coming out uh, just in like two and a half weeks so I. I'm like at the computer like all the time, um, and I never go outside. So it's I, I really want to get back into the movement. I really think it will help, but it just it hasn't happened yet. So I'm not going to stress myself out about it either.
0: Right. No judgment. No judgment. No. It's a pandemic. We throw judgments out the window. It's- right. Just no judgment. Um, so now with this book and launching it, launching a book, book during a pandemic, has it pivoted the industry? Like, how are you promoting it? How are you showing up and how are you like spreading the word of this?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely going differently than I expected it to, you know, especially because this is my first time doing um, a traditionally published print book. Um, I was expecting to go to do live events. I was going to do a tour this summer. Um, I had conferences and signings and you know, things like that that I was going to do. And then now I'm like, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. Certainly not getting on a plane. Um, so a lot of the events have shifted online. So I have a lot of those going on. I did one earlier today for the Virginia mm-hmm. Festival of the Book. Um, and I have a lot more coming up over the next couple of months. Um, you know, I've worked out, uh, a pre-order campaign with a bookstore in Chicago. Love Sweet Arrow is a romance only bookstore out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we're doing like pre-order incentives. Um, yeah, it's, it's different yeah, it's for different. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Um, And this is like your first one, so I'm like, oh, I wanted it all for you. And I mean, I've seen you facilitate and lead circles, and you've been in front. So, but sometimes I feel like authors are like behind their books, and it's maybe more challenging for them to be in the front. Like, how do you feel being the face of your book? Is it how does that make you feel? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's
1: because you know I have so much experience doing those sort of things, um, teaching, facilitating, um, you know, so I know, yeah, some authors really don't like doing in-person stuff. They don't want to be on camera or they don't want to go to in-person events, but I think it's just, you know, some people gravitate toward those things. Some people really hate it and some are kind of, um, I personally really love doing in-person stuff. So that's been, uh, you know, a little a little harder as well. I would love to, like, go to a place where there's, like, a bunch of readers and just
0: chat, hang out, do yeah, that. Yeah, get, like, one-on-one but, time with your audience. Like, how, you know, that's but, the best market research out there. Find out who's reading your books, why they're reading your books. Like, what do they love about you and your books? Uh, also just another- like,
1: I'm a reader, too, you know? So Ooh. I love to talk about books and writing and reading and all of that. Uh, so it's, um, but, you know, we're finding ways to do that Uh, in the online space and in you know virtual panels and things like that so it's actually been nice because it's also um it makes it more accessible for readers who can't get out to those things or readers who live in different areas like i'm in new york city we're both in new york city um you know and there's only so many places that i could go before when we could travel so it's um yeah, it's it's different for sure, but um I feel okay with it. You know, the biggest challenge is like, oh I got to like wash and blow dry my hair before <laughs> I go on camera. It's most of the time I'm like sitting here in my pajamas with like
0: you know, messy bun and certainly no yeah, makeup on. It happens. Okay. No judgment. So it's like you have a further reach, you know, and then you Mm -hmm. can do things like this with people like me and, you know, share your story and your book. And so last question, last question. So we talk a lot about self-care, right? Mm -hmm. And what can you offer, um, viewers like what do you do as a woman in during a pandemic as a writer as a friend as women supporting women what do you do to um for self-care
1: uh well as a writer um some of the things that i'm doing right now are um um my boyfriend bought all of these like hand exercise things so we have like three different kinds so i've actually been using those um Every night before I go to bed, because there's one that, it, I wish I had it with me, it's like a thing which has like five holes, so you can put each of your fingers in it, and then you basically just like stretch like this. Mm. So I keep that next to the bed, and every night before I go to bed, I do that. Um, I also don't really drink alcohol while I'm drafting a book, mm-hmm. because I know that Hemingway famously said, write drunk, edit sober. It just gets in the way of me doing my work it makes me just a little bit more tired. Or, you know, if I get like a a second wind at night and I want to get some more work done, like if I'm inspired to, you know, continue the scene that I'm working on or whatever, then I can't do that. So those are a couple of the things that I do to like take care of my writer self. Um, For me personally, um, last year, I kind of, over the last couple of years, I've really had to pay attention to my energy levels and my health because I tend to overdo it. And I reached a point last year, uh, where I could not do that anymore. Like I physically couldn't do it. I went to, a. have gone to a lot of doctors. I've done a lot of, um, like medical tests and stuff to see what's going on. And we don't really have an answer. I was still doing all of that when the pandemic started and I was like, I'm not going to the doctor's office. So, but also I've mostly been feeling okay lately. Um, but what that has meant for me is that I really need to check in with myself regularly to see how I'm feeling. And if I feel like I'm overextending, I just got to stop. Regardless of whether something is due or, you know, what's happening, because I am very good at dismissing those things. And I'm like, well, I just got to do this. It's just got to get done. I I can't do that anymore. So Mm -hmm. that I think has been the biggest thing is just to actually pay attention to how how I'm feeling, pay attention to how my energy feels like, and I, I can tell when something's happening. It's like, oh, I'm getting that feeling again. I need to take a break. Uh, and this is where, you know, like the puzzles and the audiobooks are really kind of my my go to relaxation thing now. And it started, I think, more as a distraction because if I'm doing a puzzle and listening to an audiobook, I literally can't be thinking about anything else.
0: Well then you're super present, you know, right. like you're just like still in the moment. Yeah. I'm not thinking about like, the
1: news or yeah. the pandemic Woo. or the government or my deadlines or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. So that has been um, just kind of, like, my thing that's, like, just for fun. You know, I'm not, like, yeah. turning that into a job or anything like that. Because the writing was something that was fun, and then it became my job. And that has
0: been a shift as well. Right. And when things start to lose their joy and feels like work, it's not as, like, eh, you're, like, yeah. eh, you know, like, whatever. Then you have to find something stuff. else. that Right, and then you have way. to evolve. Correct. Correct. Well, thank you so much. I love your self care tips, especially about checking in and not only do you check in and you're aware of your body, but you listen to it. You know, sometimes yeah. people check in they're like, Oh yeah, my body's telling me this. And then just throw that out the window. So there's like multiple steps, but you know, all that. And then it's just actually doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Can you tell us one more time the title of the book and where can we get it? And when is it out? And will so, you be signed? This is You Had Me at Hola.
1: It comes out August 4th. You can get um, a signed copy through Love Sweet Arrow along with uh, the pre-order gifts. You can also get signed copies through Target. Uh, they are also <gasps> accepting pre-orders and they will be in the stores. Uh, and it will be a special Target edition that has some inf- uh, extra stuff
0: in the front and the back of the book um, and yeah, Target's anybody- a big deal, girl. You're going to be in Target. I can't wait I to see you in Target. I'm going to go to Target and just, like, take I know. a picture of be with your
1: book. That's <laughs> There's, like, like, no Target amazing. for me to go to around here. I was like, is the one, like, downtown going to have – like, do they even have books there? I don't even know.
0: I don't know. I know they're the – got to maybe go to Queens or to the Burbs because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Queens. <laughs> know. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, well, I'm not certainly not queen. getting on a subway, but my boyfriend said what? that um, – he was like, <laughs> we're going to have to get his parents to, like, drive us, like –
0: somewhere yeah, around the target's city it's <laughs> like huge target's yeah. a really good huge retailer you're gonna have so much reach and your cover's beautiful i mean I'm that so pops on it, yeah. shelves it looks beautiful and mm-hmm. your story don't give out too much but like how exciting is this story like oh
1: yeah, yeah so. it's um it's a romance it's about actors um it's definitely steamy and uh yeah it's about uh Puerto Rican actors in New York City filming uh, the Lonevella remake together. So it's a lot of fun. Great summer read. Andre says there's one near Barclays. I know, but I'm not getting on the subway. That's I, I, true. I did forget about the one in, there's one in Fulton Mall too, A Target.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to go, works. girl, because that's no, a big deal. Go. Target's a big deal. You got to go. Dude, um, I got to like, take a picture. <laughs> I'll probably start like Take a picture and at and Target. <laughs> But how many times you get published your first book in Target, your first little, know. you know, yeah. first Target? Book. Uh, so and anyone big who deal,
1: pre-orders so. um, can get access to, uh, I got like a webcomic made um, mm-hmm. by Mia Dresden, and it is, it's so
0: cute. I can't wait for people to see it. Um,
1: so all of that is at the link in my bio.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to put that on here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Everyone go out and get Alexis book August 4th or pre-order or when you're in target. And I know, you know, people are still shopping for something at target and you're always in there for like three hours. Anyway, stop by the book. owl, right. You're always like, why did I need this? But target's great that way. Right. And go get her book. Um, I do it. Ola. I say it fine. Right. You add me at Ola. Right. I say it. Okay. Yeah. Great. (laughs) And go get it. I'll be reading it too. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for your self care tips, they're so important for us, especially now and, Mm -hmm. um, good luck with your next book. Thank, Thank you so much on for the having creative me, Creative writing. It's so good to talk too. to you. You too. And stay tuned next week, everyone. Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at 4 o'clock. Bye. Bye.